You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. One of the first things I learned in the prayers that I heard here was people placing names in Scripture as they're praying, reading Scripture and personalizing it. And I'd never heard that before. And all of a sudden, Scripture just came to life for me. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I am Taylor. We are kicking off a new series called Build. And who better to have on the podcast this week than two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by lead pastor Jose Abaroa. Jose, thanks for being here. Good morning, Taylor. Good to be here. It's great to have you. And we're joined by the amazing prayer pastor, Rhonda Patterson. Rhonda, thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here as always. It's always great to have you on the podcast. Uh, We're going to jump into this series and even just in the message that we had on Sunday. But first, Jose, we'd love to kind of get your thoughts, uh, not only as you prepared for this message, but just where did Build come from? Where yeah. did this idea originate and why you felt like it was so important to share with our church? Yeah, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was definitely fall, maybe even in the spring of 2022 when I started thinking about 2023 because I knew we were celebrating 30 years as a church in 2023. And I started thinking about all that God has been building in the 30 years of Cyprus. And so um, I, I thought about it. And the more I dug, this, the first it got real complex. And then I, I came across Matthew 7, 24 and thought, what have we been building? We've been building a, a church that is authentic. We've been talking the talk and walking the walk. We're an imperfect a group of people called Cypress Creek Church, all following the only perfect one, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have been looking at God's word. We've been hearing it, and then we've been obeying it. And, and then we've seen a lot of fruit from there, personally thinking about my story of how I got connected to Cypress through um, an authentic relationship, someone who was authentically seeking Jesus. And so we're, we're gonna talk about how to build what God's called us to build. Um, you know, we, we we're starting with our life this week. We'll celebrate the church's birthday next week, which will be fun. We'll talk about community groups and uh, then we'll look at families and, and life on mission in the last last two weeks. You mentioned Matthew 7, uh, 24 to 29. If you grew up in church, I know I'm familiar with that story. There's even a song that goes with it uh, as far as building your house on the rock and just the importance of that firm foundation. Rhonda, would love to ask you just even before we dive into the points of uh, Jose's message on Sunday, but what is so significant about that passage and just about that truth as, as building a firm foundation on Christ as you've seen just in your personal life? Yeah. First, I would love for you to sing that song for <laughs> Yeah, we sing a couple of those songs on Sunday morning, but I don't think that's the one that you're talking about in school. A Sunday school song. Yeah, I don't know it. Come on, Taylor, what is it? Uh, Wow. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, um, I don't know. I feel like the significance in it, and especially in relation to Cyprus and what I see God did in my own life, was just. Growing up in church, uh, that foundation was there. The foundation was there, even though, um, for me, it really hadn't all kind of come together uh, in my understanding and knowledge of God and just um, where I was in my journey of life and all of that. So it was all kind of there and then landing in 
in a church like Cyprus because we know Cyprus is not the only That's right. and yes. all, uh, but but yeah. um, a church that um, is really founded on on Christ as the as the head. And it like all came together. Everything began to you know come into my understanding, and so the building that happened early in my life. Um, the foundation that was there, it it just mm-hmm. it all came together mm-hmm. through through Cyprus and just all the different avenues that we talked about Sunday. So yes. yeah. yeah, there's kind yeah. of three that we looked at here, Jose. Let, you- let me just say one thing though before we jump into the points, and and that is that God is building something in in all of us. Mm-hmm. The, the the more we come together and share what God's doing, we we really are a part of building His kingdom mm-hmm. here on earth. This message on Sunday was about person taking that personally, mm-hmm. and what this church has taught me is if I do my part, if I personally respond to God, mm-hmm. if I live out of the overflow of what God has done for me then I will see what a significant part I have to play in different positions look differently, right? In different seasons. But I, I think about my role in various mission trips that I was able to be a part of and, mm-hmm. and uh, in, in Crosstalk College ministry and in student ministry, different jobs, assignments that God had for me. And that's when it gets really exciting. So anyway, that's what is so yeah. significant yeah. about our own personal um, takeaway. It's First us, and then through us, we see a church built. Yeah, starting with that, you mentioned there's kind of uh, four things that uh, we're celebrating just 30 years of. So you have changed lives that follow Jesus, healthy and strong families, vibrant and community groups, and missional living locally and globally. So yeah, just to that point, as far as it starts there with that changed life that follows Mm -hmm. Jesus. And uh, Rhonda, I'd love to just even ask you before we jump in um, the role of prayer in that, because I think uh, as, as we'll look at for the next few weeks, what it looks like to have healthy families, vibrant community groups, living on mission, but just starting just simply with that changed life that follows mm-hmm. Jesus, that it's, it's not just a one-time decision to follow Jesus and that salvation, but how does prayer, how has it looked like in your life and just how even for those that are following, why is that such an important piece mm-hmm. to start a series with and just even our, our yeah. personal time with God? I mean, it was it was when when I first began attending Cyprus, prayer was was probably that was like the safest um avenue for me i was i had a lot of wounding had a lot of just junk uh from life that i came with and the availability of prayer of uh confidential just um prayers of humility people uh receiving you right where you are in your life with no judgment or expectation, but just joining you where you are. So there were individuals here that joined me where I was, and uh, I felt safe. And so to me, uh, prayer was foundational in that. I think we get, I can remember one of the earliest uh, community groups that I went to just being blown away by some of the prayer that I heard and thinking, I, I don't know how to pray like that. Mm-hmm. And But soon learning from the Lord that I don't expect you to pray That's like right. that. Yeah. I expect you to pray the way I call you to pray. Just talk to me. Just talk to me. And so I learned very early to feel safe in that and not uh, be concerned about. So, you know, it was, there were, the prayers were beautiful, but they were also, they were prayers of humility from people. Um, And so uh, that was, 
it just, I felt safe and was drawn to that um, very early on. So it was very foundational for me in the beginning of my turn fully to the Lord. It so. really it really connects to this mm-hmm. first point on, on of hearing. If mm-hmm. we hear, God, if we hear prayer, authentic, authentic mm-hmm. prayer through mm-hmm. people, if, if we hear what God's word is speaking to us, then, then we'll be more fluent in our speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what happened to me. As you were sharing that, it reminded me, I, I didn't know any English when I came to the United States at age six. And my mom said, I don't really remember, but I, all I remember is not understanding and not knowing how to speak. Mm-hmm. And then something happened, you know, our, our brains are really malleable at that age. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, <laughs> graced me with, in just a few months, I was understanding. Mm-hmm. And then a couple months later, I was speaking. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really, it, we need to be immersed mm-hmm. in God's word, in community, in prayer, other people's prayers, so that we can learn how to do those things and obey and practice, mm-hmm. and which brings about, you know, yeah. fruit and holding fast. Can I that. throw one more yes. thing on that? Because oh, I love yes. it. One of, that, one of the first things I learned in the prayers that I heard here was people placing names in Scripture as they're praying, reading Scripture and personalizing it. Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard that before. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Scripture just came to life for me in that process and just beginning to put my name in and uh, believing and claiming things, you know, that God was showing me in Scripture. So that was new to me. yeah. How do you how do you both discern what is of God and what is of you know not God, the world, or just your own flesh, or just your own ideas? I remember having coffee with a friend just a few weeks ago, and he picked up on part of my story. I mentioned, yeah, I felt like I heard from God, and this is why I jumped into this role uh, with the church. And he was like, "Wait, but how do you how do you hear from God? Like, how do you like what is that?" So I'd love for y'all just to practically share kind of what that looks like, Jose. I loved how you shared. There's kind of even four aspects that we can hear from God whether it's corporately in a Sunday That's gathering right. through community groups and others. But but how do y'all just even on a practical level discern uh, and, and know that it is from God that, that yeah, God's hearing. word, God's word and prayer would be the biggest ones there mm-hmm. because we have the Holy Spirit in us. When we when we say yes to Jesus Christ, he gives us all of the Holy Spirit. So we have his very Holy Spirit in us and he gives us that peace. He does. He, he gives us that understanding that this this is me mm-hmm. personally. When I think about it's it's a thought that comes to my mind, and I think I don't think that mm-hmm. I don't think that was mine. Too good mm-hmm. to be mine. And then I I throw that around a few trusted individuals, depending on what it is, mm-hmm. and and I get that confirmation. Yeah, that that that's of of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, there's spiritual disciplines that. The Bible teaches us mm-hmm. fasting, silence, so that we can train our ear to hear God's mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And so it, I think it takes multiple forms. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah, the, the, the bouncing around, hearing from the Lord, and then appropriately mm-hmm. bouncing that around. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The first um, thing would be is does what you're hearing, does it align with with his word? Would it be something that would align with with his his word to us? And uh, sometimes we don't want to admit that it doesn't. (laughs) We just want what we want, you know, and so. it, that takes courage and a willingness to say, Lord, you know, show me. Um, I want I want 
you. I want your way in this. And then um, a lot of times when I feel like God is showing me something or or uh, I feel like I've heard from him, but I'm not positive, is I'll just ask him, confirm it. Mm-hmm. Confirm it as I move forward. And it may be through talking with another trusted individual or two, or it may just be being silent yeah. and watching and listening, yeah. and then you'll hear it. Yeah. Because he he wants to guide us. Mm-hmm. He wants he wants us to follow his path. And and, uh, and there's some things that he just gives us the joy of cho- choice on. So, That's right. That's so, Exactly right. uh, yeah. He likes to bless us that way. So, yeah. Yeah, that choice is big. <laughs> yeah. he, he gives us that freedom. Yeah. And he wants us to to live. And, and the, the, I think the big optic change for me is, is this for me or, or is this through me? Mm-hmm. Do, do, do I just want this for me so that I can, you know, enjoy X, Y, or Z? Or, or is this through me, something that you want to do through me to, so that you can build the bigger picture here? And I, th- I think it's both, you know, because when we're in his will, it's fun. And it's fun, maybe <laughs> uh, not, not the right word to use there, but it is an adventure. And, and it is good, even when it's hard. And There's peace in it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I think even the role of community, I think as you just said that, Jose, I'm thinking like, even when I hear other friends and they say certain things they're asking for or praying for, I think even just an outside perspective can kind of help, at least I think of friends that have helped that with me, you notice like, hey, are you praying for yourself? Are you praying that this is for you versus through you? And just that that idea is is really helpful. I think another thing too with this is, um, I, at least for me, I think I can overcomplicate hearing from God and really just try to either make it a formula or really try to like, okay, I'm going to sit down and, and get the word. But I think there's a mystery to it that God intentionally puts for that very purpose so that there is this sense of um, just kind of humility that coming before God and hearing from him. But I think about in John 10, where Jesus says that the sheep know my voice and just how there is such a natural and simple um, overflow of that relationship with God that, that can be so key too. So there, there's a balance there where yes, removing the distractions that prevent us from hearing God, but at the same time, I think at least for me, not not trying to overcomplicate mm-hmm. it or or force uh, things that God's really wanting me just to be still mm-hmm. and and to hear to hear from Him. And some things we know again from Scripture. So what is right. God's will? Read what Scripture right. says, and that is God's will. Every yeah. bit of it. Yeah. It's God's will for us <laughs> yeah. to be pure. It's yeah. God's will for us mm-hmm. to be uh, justified by grace mm-hmm. through through faith in Jesus. So th- those things are mm-hmm. always and forever. Mm-hmm. This may be a loaded question, but it goes just perfect segue into there as far as obeying God's word, when there are things that we hear, that we read from God's word, that we know are true. And yet there's times where I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I just don't, I either I, I don't trust that God's way truly is best or or I, I don't. So uh, Jose, I love the question you had following up where you just asked, in what areas of my life do I need to practice faith? And I just think about how y'all two have done a great job just as, as I get to know you, just modeling this as far as continue to grow in that. But how do you cultivate faith when it comes to obedience and and even just what does that look like on a on a practical daily basis? Because I think of some moments that in my life where it's really I've really tried to to seek seek and hear from God, and then it's like okay, it's time to make that big decision. But there's so many. I mean, Jose brought it up thirty five thousand or something 35, decisions. 000, that's what research says. Just thinking about it. But but how do y'all navigate those types of decisions? How do you navigate? Just continue to cultivate. Uh, just faith in all areas of your life when it comes to following Jesus. There are so many verses that talk about discipline. 
Paul talks about it multiple times, train, mm-hmm. you know, uh, train in your godliness, just like an athlete would train train for a race. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, it really is one step at a time, one moment at a time, one spiritual discipline at a time that helps and equips us to, to make um, the, those bigger decisions. So um, I really meant what I said, and I'm working on practicing what I said, which is start small and dig deep. Mm-hmm. Just keep after that small thing that you want to do. Maybe it's pray five minutes a day or read one verse or one chapter a day attend a community group for, yeah. for, a, for a semester, yeah. uh, show up to church every Sunday morning. Those small decisions will go a long way and will, will build a, a deep faith in us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it, it begins with um, what's first in my life. Mm-hmm. What do I want to be first in my life? If I want God to be first in my life, I don't have it in my own strength and power. I'll I'll choose the world every time, but inviting him to be Lord daily, inviting him into my day, that's what helps me with the disciplines of time with him, of attending a community group, which may be scary if you've never yeah. been, you know, just that that stepping out that you've kind of been feeling that nudge, but you haven't have been quite brave enough yet to do it, uh, you know, just ask Him, be Lord, be Lord over my life, and He'll give you the courage to and the discipline to do those things that, mm-hmm. um, that you know, He's calling you to do. Um, but He's so full of grace, too, and I, I don't want to negate that because then it can become Absolutely. doing things out of yeah. just service because yeah. God is God, and and that's exhausting, you know. We just want to be in relationship with Him. He wants to be in relationship with us. It takes a whole lifetime <laughs> yeah. to, to, to work on that, to make yeah. sure that we're doing out of our being with God, that yeah. we're doing out of a response for what He has done for us. And we're building these spiritual disciplines because we, we want to draw closer to, to mm-hmm. God. We want to want Him more. Mm-hmm. I want to desire to be with my father in the way that my son right now desires to be with me. You know, mm-hmm. dad, dad, can you jump on the trampoline? And you know, th- those right. those things, I mean, parenting teaches you so much about God's heart for us and our inability to be like him for mm-hmm. others, our kids, spouses, mm-hmm. friends, et cetera. Yeah, that's really good. Matthew 7, going back to that passage, Matthew 7, 24 through 29, uh, talks about, building on the firm foundation and then a storm comes. So the, the rain comes, the streams rose, the winds blew, and yet that house on the rock stand, uh, stayed firm. And I think about just our, our last point here, just looking at what does it look like to hold fast uh, when it comes to our, our walks and having a firm foundation? We'd love to kind of hear from both of y'all, what role does having and building on a firm foundation help you hold fast in the trials, in the difficult seasons, in the, in the times where the storms come and the winds blow? Below. How how have you seen um, just being rooted and anchored in a firm foundation uh, really play an important part when it comes to facing facing trials of many kinds? <laughs> we don't have long enough for this, but yeah, I um, just in my own life and and others watching um, people when they hit those those hard places. And experiencing it myself without the foundation, um, yeah. where anything goes, anything can happen. It, I mean, it it 
truly we've seen um, the deep devastation that can happen when we don't, when we're not um, rooted in Him and and grounded in Him. But when we are, uh, I think of those, and I know it's been used before with those little punching bag things that you, you know, the little clown thing you punch and it goes down and back up. And sometimes, I mean, for all of us, sometimes life is like that. But when you're on that foundation, you know, you, you get reset, you get, you real, you come back to it, even if it, you, the feeling may leave you for a bit, or you may wonder, where is God in this? Or uh, you may despair or be afraid or feel hopeless but the firm foundation will if you if you look back to it and go back to him it resets you every time and i've watched it so many times over the years in in lives and experienced it in my own he's just faithful he's faithful i wonder if when the seas rise mm-hmm. he washes I wonder if there's something there just in, in the way that Noah, you know, the, the waters washed all the evil away, right? I mean, there was destruction. Yeah. There was a lot of destruction, but that was God's way of cleansing. Think about mm-hmm. baptism. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol going under the water, dying to ourselves so that we can restart, so that mm-hmm. we can be born again, so that we can show to the world, I'm now, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me through through, through my life. And if if I think about it that way, the first thing that reminds that that comes to mind is this is not home. Mm-hmm. So there's trouble here, mm-hmm. and sometimes the trouble is because of a mistake that I made, of a bad decision that I made. Mm-hmm. It's a consequence of my sin. <laughs> and good news is that there's grace and forgiveness, mm-hmm. and I can ask for forgiveness and then hope that there can be reconciliation. But if it's not a consequence of my sin then we know because of the fall that we live in a broken world because of sin. Well, then the hope there is that this, this isn't forever. This is just a temporary place that God wants to improve as we build our lives, both yeah. individually and as a church. And then that gives me hope. Yeah. That gives me hope. If I frame, if I reframe that in my mind and keep that perspective in biblical worldview in mind, then it's gonna come, trouble's gonna come but we can hold fast on the truth that is Jesus and the reality that he brings about. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Looking forward to the next conversation.